Hello and welcome to Resolutions, a podcast about dispute resolution and prevention. For those of you listening for the first time, this podcast is a project created by the ABA section of dispute resolution. One of four hosts serves as interlocutor, engaging in conversations with members of the dispute resolution community about topics of interest in the field. My name is Rekha Rangachari. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the executive director of NIAC and also serve on the education committee. I'm also the immediate past co-chair of the Young Professionals Committee within the section. In today's session, we are sitting down with Donna Serdula, an expert in sales, operations, and training, having spent 10 years doing this work, who has pioneered LinkedIn profile optimization and branding. She encourages better marketing through a LinkedIn makeover to best optimize and empower your professional brand. She has helped executives, entrepreneurs, television personalities, government officials, and job seekers, amongst others, redesign company and professional profiles to build stronger resumes and CVs and assist in career coaching and LinkedIn training. There's a lot there. Of course, you can find more on her website. Quick drop of that linkedin-makeover.com, a product of Vision Board Media. But with that, let's bring Donna in. Donna, welcome. It is a pleasure to have you on Resolutions. Hey, Reka, it's great to be here. (laughs) Welcome. So, okay, we're going to dive into the questions to, to satiate our audience today. So the basics and a dual question, why and how did you start this company? Well, you know, I, I joined LinkedIn back in 2005, which was just so long ago now. Um, but, you know, back then, you know, I heard so much like, oh, there's so much opportunity. You've got to get on it. Um, and, and I remember I got on, I copied and pasted my resume uh, into the profile because that seemed like, you know, a one-to-one match there and nothing happened. And I kind of stayed off of it for a while. Um, but I eventually got back on. I was in a sales environment. And you know, I really started to recognize that when a person Googles your name, that LinkedIn profile was oftentimes one of the very first results that would pop up. And every time I would look at a LinkedIn profile, because I wanted to learn more about that person, whether it was because I was pitching them or because I wanted to work with them or I had opportunity for them, uh, whatever the case might be, you know, I'd land on that profile hungry to learn more about that individual. And I would either see something that was practically empty or it was just a copy and paste out of this, this like dry, dull, boring, out of date resume. <laughs> and it was then that I realized, you know, one, your profile is not your resume because your profile is public, anyone can see it. I recognize that you really need to be writing to your target audience because people wanna know more about you and you have this ability to control their perceptions. Um, but, but even more so, I recognized it's hard to write about yourself. Like you can be a great writer, but to write about yourself, that is truly hard. And that right there was, was sort of how my epiphany, where I said, you know what? I recognize the real, the real potential of LinkedIn, specifically the profile. I know that it's hard for people to write about themselves. I there's there's a need here that needs that that needs you know someone to come in and help people. And I did. Um, 
over 12 years later now, uh, I have, we have written over 6,000 LinkedIn profiles. I am no longer alone. I've got 20 writers on my team and we're out there helping people every day, make pivot, change, brand themselves, tell their stories, learn more about themselves. It's, it's been, it's been a wild ride. Sounds inspiring. And also, as you correctly point out, it is hard sometimes to be one's own marketer. <laughs> we don't always capture the best nuggets of ourselves, trying not to be um, overly showy and, and well, not at that. You know, I think it's, I think it's twofold. I think for women, it's really hard because we're, we're, we're you know, we, we don't want to brag. We don't want to be seen as like we're bragging or boastful, but, you know, on, you know, on the flip side, we sit so close to our strengths you know, our strengths come almost naturally to us that we don't even recognize them as strengths. We think everybody else has these abilities and these, these competencies. And we almost need that, that third party, that, that, that person to come in and say, wait, you know, what you're doing here is special. It is important. Not everyone can do these things. And we need to create, we need to craft a story around it. So you can talk about it in a manner that feels very authentic and natural and not like you're boasting or obnoxious. Mm -hmm. Well, let, let's take that a step further then, right? As to crafting our own narrative. How can we share with our audience? You talk about a methodology, the four point methodology. What does that mean? How do you look at LinkedIn? Really curious to hear your insight here. Sure. So when, when my four-point methodology, the first two points have so much to do with you and writing your story. Um, the second two points are really more about how to use LinkedIn, how to, how to use it effectively and efficiently and in a manner that, that, that allows you to invest your time, but also to get that return on that investment in influence and opportunities. So when we look at my four point methodology is one, you need to know your goal. You need to know why you're on LinkedIn because Reagan, not everybody is on LinkedIn for the same reason. Some people are on for job search. Some are on for reputation management. Some are on for executive or even expert uh, branding. They want to be seen as someone who is a thought leader. There are others are doing it for sales and marketing, right? So you need to know why you're on LinkedIn. Once you know you're on LinkedIn, then you've got to go a little further. You got to think, okay, who's my target audience? What do they look like? And what do they need to know about me? And then I even say, go a little further than that and start to think if someone is looking for someone like me, they want to work with someone like me. I want, you know, that type of an opportunity. What words might they be searching for if they didn't know my name? Those are your keywords. And so that's the that's the strategy of my first my first, you know, methodology point. And once you know that, you know why you're on, you know who your audience is, you know what they need to they you know what they want to know about you, what they need to know about you, and you know the words that they're using. That's how you start to craft your, your LinkedIn profile. That, that's really helpful. And I, I think particularly because there are myriad reasons why our audience, um, they are on LinkedIn. You know, they're stakeholders in dispute resolution broadly defined. They're students, academics, practitioners, and arbitrators. Um, and so 
appreciating that each one of them may have different reasons um, for being on. And those reasons are going to change over time. How can we encourage people to just get on LinkedIn? Because consistency is one of the factors that helps build their profile beyond the curated content that lies there. Yeah. And, and in fact, people often say, Donna, you know, I, I updated my LinkedIn profile five years ago. <laughs> you should be updating it much more regularly. And it, with, with the profile, there is a little bit more leniency, which is nice. It's not like I want you to go in there every week <laughs> and update your profile. But, you know, every couple weeks, every couple months, you know, really think to yourself, what have I accomplished? What have I done? What am I proud of? How has my story changed? How has my target audience changed? What do I now know about them that I didn't know before? How can I tweak my message to be even more focused as to who they are and what they want to know about me? And, and to make those changes because LinkedIn actually rewards those profiles that aren't stale. Because if you think of LinkedIn, it's, it's not just a professional network or a social network. It is a search engine and, and recruiters and people are using LinkedIn to find people that they need. And so if you think of it in those terms, remember, not everyone is doing a name-based search on LinkedIn. Some people are doing keyword-based searches, trying to find that person that they need. And, and in that situation, you want to make sure that your profile pops up, pops up high in the search results, right? And and with that, LinkedIn wants to show really good results. And a profile that was updated five years ago is not a good search result, right? <laughs> because it's, it's out of date. So if you can get into that habit of, of keeping your profile, again, not, not every week, maybe every other month, once every three months, if you can, if you can touch that profile and make sure that it's, it's been edited, it's going to, you're going to see that you show up in search much more often. You know, this reminds me of Google search optimization and sort of how do you get at the top, the top of the list when you're searching companies and individuals even who have their own shops um, do this all the time, but certainly our audience, you know, whether they're arbitrators and counsel are picking them based on keyword searches of their resume, or, you know, even as counsel teams who are picking new incoming talent, we only have so much time in a day. So it, it seems these are skills that are readily in the toolkit. They just need to be applied also um, to yeah. LinkedIn in that same methodology to go back um, to go back yeah. to that. The other thing that you know you raised that I just wanted to um, highlight um, in terms of posting, you know, so much of LinkedIn I've thought of it as well as a narration. It's a story, but it's also a benchmarking system, right? When you can't remember necessarily what all has happened in the past month or past six months or past year, if you've done a good job curating content on LinkedIn, it's an easy snapshot of the evolution of um, one's professional story. In easy, oh, absolutely. Easy nuggets to be able to pull that and, and um, take broader, uh, broader commentary of oneself and, and how we're hitting, hitting different aspects of our career. You know, and I think so many people think in terms of, oh, I need to update my resume. And you do, please don't get me wrong. <laughs> that resume should always be ready to go at a moment's notice. But at the same time, there's something 
almost overwhelming about opening up a resume document and trying to match the formatting and, and trying to put it in there in such a manner. Whereas I think if you if you step away from that and say, well, let, let me at least keep my, my LinkedIn a little bit more up to date regularly, and then I'll come back and I'll hit the resume or I'll hit the you know qualifications of skills later on, you know, I, I think it's almost a easier, it's an easier bite to take of that elephant. Mm-hmm. For sure. I wanted to share some stats that are on your website that I think our listeners may find interesting. Um, and so um, here you go, everyone. Less than 1% of monthly active LinkedIn members actually create content on LinkedIn. There are That's six- a mic drop, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, really. And to digest that, right? Active LinkedIn members creating content. Um, And so you all know in our um, pre-discussion, Donna and I, I was saying curated content lawyers, this is what we do by default. And and Donna backed me up and said, what what do you mean by that curated content? Because um, creating content on LinkedIn is much like how we create content in our real work lives. Um, And if we just do it more, in, in bite-sized nuggets that are digestible, um, better for our profile. So think about that. Um, and so what I wanted to ask you sort of in closing here, and there's so much that we could pull from you, Donna, um, thank you so much for sitting down with us, is you have worked with so many different kinds of stakeholders in the market, so many different kinds of um, players. And so with that, you know, we're talking predominantly to a legal audience. Overall, though, if you could offer, let's say, top three tips um, for them that they can take away as they work on improving that statistic of the less than 1% active LinkedIn original content. But what are ways we can encourage our folks listening in to do it and to do it well? Um, Yeah. You know, I I would say this, you know, at that, at that high, that high level, you know, overview Go back to what I was saying, know your audience, start to really think about your story, make sure your profile is up to date, make sure that it's, it, it really does represent you in a manner that, that makes you proud that, you know, really, you know, that people are seeing you in the right way at the right level, you know, with the right story behind you. Once you're doing that, one, one huge area that I find over and over and over again is most most LinkedIn users have not crafted a strong enough network and your, your network is your net worth. So you need to really be thinking about all of those people that you, that you know and connect with them on LinkedIn. Make sure you have a strong network there. Once, once you have that network, and, and the truth is there's never any end to it. You, know, you have to keep connecting with people and, and connect and you connect and you connect some more. But once you have that, that right there is is really the foundation of doing well on LinkedIn. And then at that point, that's when you start to post. That's when you start to engage and interact. And I would say the easiest way to do that is one, make sure you have the LinkedIn app on your smartphone. It's installed. And you just, you say to yourself, rather than go to Instagram, rather than go to Facebook, rather than go to Twitter, or rather than go to the Kindle, just at least once a week, scroll through your LinkedIn feed, see what the people in your network are talking about, comment, like, potentially share. And then once you get used to that, 
you're going to realize, hey, there's there's things that I am doing in my career that I can share that others might find interesting. And at that point, start to post. LinkedIn rewards quality versus quantity. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you to post every day or multiple times a day. But I will say for the most normal average user on LinkedIn who wants to be active, if you could post once a week, once every two weeks, that's amazing. You know, I'm struck by that comment. Your network is your net worth. And I just, um, in closing, <laughs> this really is the last question, but many of our audience are arbitrators. There's often been this dialogue within the ADR space about um, arbitrators who are looking to get appointments, you know, um, their networks, what do they have to disclose by being active on social media? You know, um, what are ways that they can avoid the appearance of conflicts? Um, mm -hmm. and so any any tips to, to this effect too? You know, there are ways I know that you can turn off some of the modalities on LinkedIn so that you're not recommending folks or you're not, um, you're not using the full panoply of items that LinkedIn offers mm -hmm. because you're worried about conflict, but still being active. And so can you speak to this issue um, for a moment? Um, you know, I, I, and I think when I hear what you're saying, here's, here's my, here's my, my thought is this. Don't, you don't need to get on LinkedIn because you're looking for a job. You don't need to be getting onto LinkedIn because you want more appointments or you're trying to find more clients. You don't have to go into LinkedIn with that mentality. The way I would prefer a person engage on LinkedIn is to say, hey, I'm here to tell my story. I'm here to give people an, a glimpse of who I am, what I stand for, you know, what my passion is, what my mission is. And, and I'm going to post with, with consistency on the topics that I care about, not with the desire of getting something from people, but rather because I want to educate, I want to add value, I want to inspire others. And I think if you look at it with that type of a mindset, that whole idea of, oh my goodness, are there conflicts? Are people going to think that I'm trying to do something that's not right? That wipes it all away because you're not on it for those, those reasons. You're on it to help. Value add. I think that's a great way to close out our session. Donna, a pleasure. Thank you so much to our audience. Please do visit her website. We'll post it in the description and more to come. But um, I, I hope to continue this conversation um, again soon, Donna. Thank you so much. Thank you.